Hello everyone. Thank you for joining us for this uh, meetup session. We have uh, Sid. Uh, Sid is the founder of Statwig. Uh, Statwig uh, provides a solution called uh, Vaccine Ledger, which helps uh, organizations and which let, which uh, helps manufacturers to track uh, the blockchain solution or helps their uh, helps them to track their uh, supply chain for distribution of vaccines. So, um, Sid, it will be helpful if you can give uh, some more details about Statway and about yourself and how you entered into this space. And then uh, maybe we can then dive right in into the presentation. Okay. Hey, hey thanks. Uh, hey, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, and uh, thanks, uh, thanks, Hyperledger, Hyderabad, for inviting me uh, for, this, uh, for this talk. It's quite exciting. And uh, um, yeah, so as I said, uh, as uh, uh, I'm, I'm based in Hyderabad, uh, we are uh, a startup which uh, uh, incubated uh, in T Hub. We're still in T Hub, uh, and uh, <laughs> on, uh, although we have to do this online now, but uh, otherwise we would have been meeting somewhere uh, and uh, sh uh, sharing. Uh, uh, sharing this in a more uh, personal environment, but uh, yeah, ne nevertheless, it's uh, exciting uh, to see so many people interested in the session, uh, especially because of uh, what's happening. I think that there's a lot, lot of relevance in terms of uh, what we're doing in this space and uh, what's happening with COVID-19 and COVID-19 vaccines. So I'm quite excited about this session. Let me start sharing my screen so that uh, I can go into more details about it. Um, Okay, great. So, uh, as I said, so we we started in Hyderabad, and uh, um, so I will. Uh, uh, so we are a team which sits in uh, uh, T Hub. Uh, we are around 15 people right now. Um, we had uh, quite quite a good journey. So what what for the agenda? What I have is uh, will basically throw some lights on how uh, how we started. Uh, what was our journey so far? What was the difficulties that we faced uh, during our journey and uh, so that give, that will uh, not only set some stage but also for anyone in the group who wants to start their own business in this space um, particularly from a Hyderabad uh, point of view uh, that would probably be useful um, then I will jump into vaccines the topic of the day uh, give you my perspective on uh, so we've been spending I mean, it's been four years since we since we started working in the vaccine space. Um, right now, um, no one else combines the uh, the domain knowledge uh, around vaccines with the technologies like blockchain and IoT, like we do in the industry. Uh, so that is the reason that why we had a lot of traction. So I will share some of those insights uh, around vaccines and how that. All that became quite relevant with COVID-19 vaccines, especially right now, and how uh, we are emerging as one of the uh, dominant players uh, in the vaccine distribution uh, technologies right now. Uh, I'll also jump into what our solution is, how it ensures uh, both quality and safety of vaccines. And then we can, uh, from there, we can uh, uh, 
we can take questions or we can um, uh, if you want uh, me to go in a particular direction either on the technology side or on the more on the business side i would be very happy to do so so uh, so that's the agenda i have um, and let's start right away right so as i said uh, we started in 2000 kind of around 2000 uh, end of 2016 uh, or early 2017 uh, but uh, we had some tremendous uh, uh, traction uh, in this space, uh, not not just due to the COVID-19, but also before COVID-19, uh, we uh, our solution was one of the most uh, one of the successful implementation of blockchain technology in the supply chains. Uh, our first pilot uh, was in 2017, uh, very early days of blockchain. Um, we, uh, there were a lot of case studies written on some of our pilots uh, uh, by UC Berkeley and several other organizations. We've been covered in several news uh, channels and uh, had a very good uh, um, journey so far. A lot of ups and downs, but, uh, um, but we were able to make consistent progress um, in this space even uh, so this is not just uh, not considering the COVID-19 and how it has accelerated the whole uh, you know, the market. So and there are and and during these last four years, we built uh, uh, very strong partners, channel partners, and uh, organizational partners. Uh, for example, uh, we are funded by UNICEF, a member of Gavi, we're a World Economic Forum global innovator. Um, been part of several accelerators and been supported by large organizations like NASDAQ and, uh, and CIIE and Facebook. So there's few few logos missing here, but, uh, but over the years we have gained a lot of uh, validation uh, from multiple organizations, very large scale organizations at a global, uh, at a global level. And uh, so this has kind of been uh, making incremental progress. One of the things that we have done uh, over the past few years is matured along with the technology. Um, because uh, many of you might know that blockchain was in a very nascent stage when we started back in 2017. Uh, it was uh, mostly theoretical. Uh, it was very hard to prove the value proposition uh, uh, in a real setup, in a practical environment. So. Uh, so the overall evolution of the technology has been very slow. It's mostly been uh, on paper, but nothing in the real world, right? So, uh, and we kind of uh, uh, matured as the technology matured, and uh, we uh, like migrated uh, from from early POCs to uh, large scale deployments. Uh, so this has been our journey. Um, so it started with me moving back from US. I was working in uh, Bay Area before uh, in California. So I was working for Bay Area companies like Cisco, Kemp, mostly in emerging technology space. So my role there was looking at new technologies, uh, understanding how those would create impact to the products that our company had, uh, how we can build new products, uh, and uh, push them into the market so that we have a, a fair advantage over competitors. So that uh, experience uh, was very helpful for me when I started this uh, startup uh, because uh, it revolved around uh, 
basically like what 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 product would work uh, in the market what would a customer need uh, so that uh, experience i uh, i mostly gained through my experience, experience work experience in the bay area uh, so when i moved back in 2016 in to india so i spent a lot of time understanding different industries um, i wanted to set up my uh, business here in hyderabad uh, primarily because from i'm from hyderabad so uh, uh, if i go back i would have uh, i would have chosen uh, bangalore or some other place because uh, hyderabad is a very difficult place to uh, uh, set up a startup um primarily due to the very limited capital uh, that is available for for startups so you have enough resources you have engineers and uh, uh, you can um, there are some industries where you can find clients but one of the most essential thing for a, a startup is investment and uh, hyderabad is a very play, a very difficult place uh, to find uh, uh investments and uh, and the and the startup ecosystem is not as mature as the other cities uh, like uh, uh, delhi or bangalore uh, so you will see very few if not any i mean uh, i don't see there's uh, any unicorn uh, which came out of here primarily due to the uh, restrictions around around uh, the how, how difficult it is to raise capital so if i if i had to start uh, like one more time uh i would i would probably do two things right so one is so this is an advice or this is like a, my experience from uh, from my perspective to other entrepreneurs in the community so what i would have done is uh, two things uh, and done it in two different ways one is probably set up in Bang- uh, bangalore uh, which is the closest uh, major uh, startup hub or Uh, still have a base here in Hyderabad, but spend a lot of time in uh, Bangalore and Delhi. So maybe travel there at least two days a week uh, to meet investors, uh, develop a, uh, uh, um, build a community, uh, participate in the community events and things like that. So, so that's probably a good. Uh, uh, I think uh, like if, if some of you are like stars. on a, on your on your way to start a business uh, so i would definitely encourage you to do that um, but i mean there's so but if you are working in some unique areas there's definitely scope uh, here as well so you can find some good investors um, at an angel level and uh, early seed stages where you can raise some capital um so you have to have some innovative uh, ideas and uh, uh, some good traction in order to get some uh, funding so that's uh, so that's been my 2016 i spent most of my time at that time uh, 2016 you can imagine um very early stages of startup scene uh, over here in hyderabad um i mean there were still good companies but uh, in the blockchain area i think this was uh, many people haven't even heard about it um so what i did is spent a lot of time uh, meeting uh, uh, industries traditional industries here understanding what their problems are so spent a lot of that year defining my problem statement uh, understanding where exactly the pain points are and understanding what a customer needs Uh, so so came up with a solution in early 2017 so that's when uh, it, it took at least 6 months 
for me to understand the problem in detail and uh, come up with a solution. Um, the solution was not perfect, uh, so it matured over uh, over uh, uh, these years, but it has largely been uh, very close to what I've uh, started back in 2017. So, so I think like for any business, any startup, uh, you would need patience. So it will take anywhere between three to four years uh, for you to get maturity, product maturity, um, and a lot of iterations. So, uh, so you would need to change a lot of things. Uh, the product that we have now is very different from what we had uh, in 2000, uh, early 2017. Uh, so that's uh, 2017 was very interesting. Uh, we got selected to an accelerator in Singapore. I spent six months in Singapore. That opened a lot of uh, new opportunities. Uh, so uh, it, I built a lot of connections there. Uh, I was able to attract few clients uh, from that Singapore market. So that was a very, uh, very interesting year. And we did our first POC. So our first POC was in uh, coastal Andhra tracking fish uh, from uh, fish from uh, uh, this fish, uh, fishing villages, uh, primarily a village called Antarvedi. Uh, I don't know if anyone here is from that uh, particular part of the state, but we were tracking fish from going to Singapore and uh, Dubai. Uh, providing uh, the, the classic use case of blockchain, right, provenance. So we were uh, basically uh, capturing the data in terms of where the fish originated, who captured it, and that was a very successful, one of the early provenance projects. Uh, there was one another company which was doing that at that time uh, in UK. Uh, so so we, were, uh, we were quite early in, from that perspective. Uh, so so that kind of attracted uh, a lot of other organizations to us. So we got selected to a couple of uh, US accelerators in 2018. Uh, our first contract, annual contract came in 2018, early 2018. So we had, uh, we started generating revenue uh, uh, from uh, like late 2017, because uh, even 2017, we had some, uh, uh, revenues coming in from the in terms of pilots, but our full annual contract started in 2018, so which was a good year. Uh, so we were quite excited. I moved to US because uh, we got selected to uh, a couple of US accelerators. One is one in uh, uh, San Francisco called ETC Labs, uh, which is Ethereum Classic uh, Labs. Uh, so it's run by Ethereum Classic uh, guys, ETC guys, and uh, the other one was. Uh, in uh, uh, Connecticut, uh, it's called uh, uh, Hartford Insurance InsureTech Hub. It was run by Startup Bootcamp, uh, very popular uh, uh, startup accelerator, uh, quite renowned. They have uh, accelerators all over the world, but this one was more focused around insurance industry uh, because insurance industry, uh, after bank, there were a lot of use cases of uh, blockchain in banking sector. So insurance industry was also very keen on uh, looking at the technology and understanding the use cases there. So, so we got selected to that. So those were uh, uh, quite, quite interesting. So I spent uh, half of my year in the East Coast and then half of my, uh, the rest of the year in the West Coast. Uh, so both, both parts of the country. And uh, we, got, uh, we, got, <laughs> so we got our first funding uh, through UNICEF. 
so uh, because our solution was quite interesting, we did some pilots in the vaccine space, uh, and that was very interesting to UNICEF. Uh, so UNICEF, for those who don't know, is the largest distributor of vaccines in the world. So UNICEF distributes nearly 4 billion doses of vaccine each year. So as you know, UNICEF is an organization for children, a UN organization. Uh, and uh, so, so their focus has primarily been for uh, vaccines for children. Uh, so, I mean, vaccines in general were not before COVID-19, they were not uh, for adults. It was primarily for children. And uh, you also have veterinary vaccines, which is more catered towards, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, animals. But, uh, uh, but yeah, so those were the two categories. So, so we started working with uh, UNICEF selected us through their innovation fund. Um, uh, six companies got selected globally. We are the only Indian company which got selected. So big year, uh, first funding, and it's an equity-free fund. So they, we didn't lose any investment. Uh, sorry, we didn't lose any uh, stake in the company for that investment. So yeah, quite, that, that kind of skyrocketed our uh, like uh, journey pretty quick because uh, UNICEF then introduced us to a lot of uh, uh, different teams all around the world uh, in uh, Middle East and uh, uh, Central Asia. So which basically helped us to develop our product in 2019 called Vaccine Ledger. So in 2000 last year itself, we had this product called Vaccine Ledger, uh, which was successfully deployed in uh, multiple countries. Uh, was used for tracking vaccines in the supply chain. And we also received support from Gavi, which is a very big organization in the vaccines world, uh, uh, which is uh, which was started in 2000, uh, I think. So it's an $8 billion fund, uh, which uh, supports uh, immunization projects all around the world. So because, uh, because our focus shifted around vaccines, one of the best countries to be <laughs> in uh, to handle this uh, business was in India because India is the largest producer of vaccines. 60% of the global vaccines are manufactured here. So it made sense for me to again pack my bags, move back to India uh, in 2019 uh, and start working, focusing more on UNICEF, Gavi and the rest of the uh, rest of the, uh, uh, the particular ecosystem. So 2020, everyone knows COVID happened. Like everyone, we kind of slowed down as well. But from early stages, uh, we started to, uh, I mean, everyone around us also started to notice that uh, we are one of the most important innovation that has happened in the vaccines world uh, in the past two or three years. So certainly there has been a lot of interest from uh, like around, I would say from April, April, May this year, because everyone else, every, everything else before was focused around I mean, lockdowns and things like that. Only from April and May, that's when the, the vaccine buzz started and everyone started to realize, hey, I mean, distribution will be, will be a big challenge. So, so that's when we started to see, uh, I mean, we found uh, like the, uh, lot of traction in this in the in, the, in this space so that's uh, uh, 
So that's a little bit about us and our journey. Uh, hope this uh, uh, set some stage uh, in terms of uh, where we came and uh, came from and uh, how we started. And uh, so I wanted to share this journey primarily because, um, like, if like many entrepreneurs in this group, they might be. Uh, uh, so if if we don't share the share the entire journey, I think that there would be. Uh, misconceptions that uh, this would be fairly easy or uh, it would be a very quick uh, uh, solution that you can bring to the market but it's it's fairly complicated blockchain particularly from compared to other technologies is a, is a very di difficult technology to implement so i think uh, i think so it's, it's it needs collective efforts if someone is starting start looking at collaborations in this space rather than trying to do um, everything on your own. Uh, so that, that's uh, that's one piece of, uh, uh, I think, uh, suggestion, I would say, not an advice, but uh, suggestion that I would uh, give to anyone who is uh, starting at this point uh, in their in their business. So, so vaccines, right? Uh, what's so different about them? So why did we stick vaccines not and not any other like medicine for example so why not uh, like uh, start medicine so vaccines have some unique capabilities uh, or unique characteristics uh, which makes it uh, very interesting so first of all it's a biological product right it's a uh, so life sciences industry is split into two verticals one is pharmaceutical and the other is bio biotechnology so Vaccines come under biotechnology, so these are biological products, and they work in a different way uh, compared to uh, a regular medicine. So a regular medicine is or antibiotics. They are basically designed to tackle, uh, attack the uh, disease directly. So they basically go and uh, uh, like if you, if you have a, uh, some sort of uh, infection, uh, so they will start working on that. In, uh, virus that is creating infection directly to get you back to normal as soon as possible on the on the when, when it comes to vaccines vaccines what they do is basically um, enable your immune system so what that means is so they kind of uh, uh, introduce a foreign uh, antigen into your uh, into into your body uh, uh, so that kind of uh, starts triggering your immune system. Uh, it creates antibodies uh, in your in your uh, uh, in your system. So that will fight against the virus or bacteria that is uh, 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 that is caused by a disease like COVID-19. So it works in a very different way. It's a biological product. What that means uh, is basically it's. A, it has an expiry date, uh, which is much lower than regular medicines. So the, because this is a biological product, it has either live organisms or protein elements or uh, other other components which can go bad very quickly. So the shelf life of this product is very low. Uh, there's So the product itself has something called APIs. So these are not software APIs. <laughs> the, so, these are active pharmaceutical ingredients so that's the uh, that's the full form of api so api is nothing but uh, basically a vaccine is a combination of different um, ingredients so these ingredients are called apis so these are basically the raw materials or the or the viruses which are required to create a 
create a uh, vaccine. And then the uh, this last term that you should be familiar with is called something called cold chain. Uh, cold chain, nothing to do with blockchain. <laughs> so is uh, basically a supply chain term. Uh, what it basically means is uh, the product has to be stored and transported under certain temperature ranges. Uh, so if the temperature becomes too high, um, the product gets damaged. And so, so an interesting point, which I didn't know, which I only uh, learned when I was uh, working in this field was, it's not just high temperatures which spoil the product, it's also the low temperatures. So you might be wondering like, why low temperatures, right? So, so in some countries, let's say Kazakhstan and other areas, there's the temperature drops to minus 20 degrees centigrade, or uh, so it's very cold uh, in most of the Siberia and, uh, and that particular region. So, uh, so what happens is the the products freeze, and when they freeze, um, the chemical composition of the product changes. So. When they when you unfreeze them, so it's no longer uh, no longer uh, um, efficient. So that's one of the reasons. So both low temperatures and high temperatures causes damage to the uh, vaccines. Uh, I wish I could see you guys. I don't know if uh, uh, you guys are finding it interesting, but uh, uh, let me know in the chat. Uh, we are uh, finding it interesting for that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 So, something very very interesting for us. Yeah, meanwhile, can we take some questions? Is it? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Uh, so, guys, if you have any questions, please uh, unmute me yourself and uh, you can ask the question. Yeah, there are a few questions in QA. Uh, one or two I have replied privately, but uh, Sid, is the, Sid is the right person to answer. So, yeah, you can pick it. Uh, okay, so, with, yeah, where are they? Uh, so, yeah, I see them in open questions. Is that the one? No, yeah, answer questions as well. Yeah, in the bottom you can see Q and A. Uh, okay. Cool. I see. Yeah. So I see a couple of questions. Uh, what is the meaning of Statwick? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so, uh, no meaning. Uh, just like Google and Apple, which means nothing. Uh, I mean, Apple means a fruit, but it's not really about selling fruits. Uh, we started Statwick uh, just uh, <laughs> uh, just to make it. Uh, 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 something uh, interesting to uh, so it's uh, just an interesting name uh, so but uh, it has an elements of statistics and uh, like twig twig is uh, like a new branch of statistics so kind kind of uh, originated from that but beyond that i wouldn't uh, so we stopped bothering about <laughs> what the name means so it's it's uh, it's just an uh, another name, uh, fancy name that uh, startups uh, uh, we found as a startup. Uh, sorry, it's technical architecture and recommendation type one last message. Uh, is there any regular body to ensure vaccines and transportation properly as per norms and are the vaccines tested upon delivery? Okay, so yeah, that's a very interesting question. So yes, there are uh, regulatory uh, bodies let me talk about this in detail uh, so what happens this slide let me share this slide right so this kind of gives you a journey of the product uh, so each country has a regulator uh, so in every country there is a regulator who regulates uh, distribution and manufacturing of uh, 
of uh, all pharmaceutical products and uh, biotechnology products. So which by that I mean all life sciences products. So with vaccines, let me give you some uh, idea of how the vaccine manufacturing happens, right? So uh, a lot of ingredients that I talked about, APIs, so they man get manufactured in China. So China is the largest manufacturer of uh, um, APIs, active pharmaceutical ingredients. Uh, the reason why China is so dominant is it's very cheap to get these products manufactured in China. Uh, in other countries, uh, creating these ingredients is highly regulated because uh, they, you have to comply with pollution norms. Uh, so these, these products involve a lot of pollution, uh, to, be, to be really honest. So, so you have to comply with pollution norms. So it's in Europe or North America um, to manufacture these products. It's very expensive, right? Uh, obviously, because there's so much compliance and uh, uh, no one wants uh, you to create these products uh, next to your next to your town uh, and then dump them into the viewers or whatever. So uh, for uh, for obvious reasons, China has become the uh, the most cheapest and uh, uh, is a dominant player in the in the international market to create these products. So these are just ingredients, right? So this is not a finished product. So after these ingredients are created, the world's uh, biggest manufacturer in terms of vaccines is India. So India manufactures uh, close to 60% of uh, global volume of uh, vaccines. So that's close to around uh, I think six to six to eight billion doses uh, each year. So that's how much India manufactures. And you would be thinking, okay, so this is a large industry, hundreds of companies. It's actually not. So there's a handful of companies in India uh, which manufacture these uh, these uh, volumes, uh, so to speak. And uh, interestingly, uh, Hyderabad is the biggest uh, hub in in India where the vaccines are manufactured. So if you go to uh, on the ORR, if you take uh, a ride, uh, and you will you will uh, hit a place called Genome Valley. Uh, uh, most of us uh, would have not gone there. I I never went there before entering this industry. So so it's a it's a area where you will find all the vaccine companies uh, and even the pharmaceutical companies. So that's where these uh, uh, vaccines get manufactured. Um, so it's, we are we are sitting very close to <laughs> close to where the vaccines get manufactured. So that, that's another interesting fact. Um, so so my destination icons have shifted. So so the the icons the icons should be on China and India, but they moved a little bit. Sorry about that. So but you can you can picture that. So ingredients start in China um, and uh, finished goods starts uh, gets prepared in India, right? Uh, due to trade war between China and India, now there's uh, there's uh, uh, talks that there will be more uh, ingredients getting manufactured in India, but I don't know if it's good or bad, uh, from, especially from a pollution perspective. So that's uh, something that government should take care. Uh, but then, okay, so we have the finished good. What happens then, right? So there's two, world is divided into two countries, rich countries and poor countries, right? So rich countries have no problem buying vaccines. So they pay, uh, so they usually don't buy from Indian companies directly. So they, 
uh, buy from European manufacturers or American manufacturers who manufacture their product in India. It's kind of like Apple creating all their cell phones in China, right? So you have these big pharma companies who, whose headquarters are in Europe and uh, North America, but they get some of the manufacturing done from India. So they so the products go to Europe the, where they put the label on them and then they sell it in the uh, uh, sell it to the rich countries. Then there there is the other side of the world uh, which is uh, which is lower income and middle income countries. This is most of the North America, little bit of South America, Southeast Asia, and uh, also India comes into this category. India is interesting uh, when it comes to vaccine because we have such a large domestic manufacturing, so we can buy directly. Uh, so we don't have, we don't uh, go through another agency. But for the rest of the countries, we procure through they procure through UNICEF and Gavi. So UNICEF and Gavi basically what they do is. Uh, um, uh, so they basically pool this all countries under one demand and uh, they buy on their behalf. So that way they get the best price uh, compared to rich countries. So, so the vaccine is not priced equally in all countries. So rich countries pay more anywhere between uh, anywhere between, let's say if a vaccine costs $1 in, $1 in poor country, the same vaccine will cost uh, around ten dollars in in a rich country. So, so they pay more uh, because uh, I mean obviously they have uh, they have more cash. Uh, so, uh, so it's not a problem. So, uh, so that's how uh, this uh, this is probably like uh, an interesting fact uh, that you might not know, but that's how the world is divided, and uh, that's going to be very important when it comes to COVID nineteen vaccines, right? Because Everyone knows there is a research going on, these news about new vaccines coming out, but not everyone is going to get them at the same time, right? So you, the world is divided into rich and poor. So the rich get them quicker. Uh, they already paid, uh, most countries already paid for these vaccines in advance. So they get them early and the other countries will probably get them sometime end of next year or uh, maybe in 2022, we don't know. Uh, so that's uh, so that's the world that we live in. Uh, but uh, there are organizations like uh, Gavi and uh, Covax. So there is a new treaty in the world that's happening called Covax facility. Um, so you can do research on that. But what is what it's basically doing is ensuring that there is a fair distribution of vaccines, um, like so that people don't countries don't fight with each other on this. But overall, uh, it's uh, vaccines are very global. It's a global supply chain, uh, quite fragmented and complex. So there's a lot of issues around visibility and transparency. So let me. Uh, so this is where we are getting into the problems, right? So this is where we are getting into uh, what's the problem with the vaccine supply chain and how are we building a solution to uh, like uh, solve this problem? So the first big problem is visibility. So when you say visibility, what does that mean? So we don't know where these products are when they are shipped. Uh, so a manufacturer creates these um, products and they ship them and there is no tracking which tracks them like every step of the supply chain uh, today. So because these vaccines end up in multiple countries, nearly 100 countries, right? More than 100 countries. Now it's very hard to have uh, visibility of where the products are uh, 
uh, what condition they are in and all that stuff then there is a lack of transparency okay so if uh, someone is uh, <laughs> if someone is getting vaccines uh, through backdoor or you, you like you have uh, vaccines selling through the black market or vaccines getting were uh, supposed to sell in india but they got uh, uh, stolen and sold in africa at a higher price all these things are huge problem in the vaccines world you have no traceability of where the product came from uh, there is some traceability but not not a lot uh, so there, that creates a lot of challenges one of the biggest that i already talked about is cold chain failures uh, cold chain failure is a temperature failure in the supply chain as the product moves so a lot of you in the audience would be automatically guessing about sensors um, how you can use sensors to track temperature collect the data so you are you are going in the right direction so that's uh, those are those are the solutions uh, which have been in place for a long time and uh, most of the sensors uh, existed for the last 10 15 years so its sensors are not new but the only problem is they were not iot so the difference between sensors and iot is sensors collect data uh, so even a temp uh, thermometer is a sensor because it sensors your temperature body temperature but it's not transmitting that data somewhere right so it's not the thermometer is not sending that to internet and some uh, algorithm is calculating hey how your temperature is increasing when you will get fever and all that uh, interesting things are not happening so that's the difference between an actual sensor and iot and if you are uh, already guessing that solution uh, in your mind then you're in going in the di right direction uh, then you have other products like expired products and now you might think okay what's the big deal about expired product right so that's one of the major uh, outages in the uh, in the vaccine space because uh, they all the governments buy them in bulk uh, so you get uh, maybe 10 million doses of vaccine at a time and they sit in the warehouse uh, like maybe two or three million doses get expired after a while people don't realize that so you take your child to a hospital you may check uh, you may check the label for expiry date if you are smart but if you are not smart uh, or if you don't know how to read or if you don't know that you should check the expiry date then you might end up getting an expired vaccine which is quite dangerous uh, because it's a biological product so getting uh, uh, getting a expired vaccine will make you sick so so when it's time for you to get covid-19 vaccine make sure that you're checking the expiry date uh, of the on the on the label of the product and then there's counterfeit products so okay so you're all excited it's time to get a vaccine covid-19 vaccine so that you can go out go to movies go to restaurants but what if you uh, what if you got a fake fake product uh, so so that's a big worry actually because there will be such a shortage of vaccines uh, how would you control fake products uh, in the market right so there may you there might be hospitals which no i wouldn't say hospitals but i mean some dodgy places where you, they say hey we got the vaccines but they might be just uh, just water or maybe even something harmful right uh, so even water injected is not not a good idea so so you have to be how do you how do you ensure that hey, this these are not happening uh, so 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 these are some of the big challenges 
even before COVID-19, right? So even before COVID-19 with like for, for polio vaccine, MMR vaccine, uh, these were challenges. But with COVID-19, we heard like, uh, this is this is crazy. Uh, this is where things get uh, extremely crazy, right? Because earlier vaccines were designed for uh, children. And it took 10 years for us to vaccinate all the children in India to eradicate polio vaccine. So just imagine that 10 years of uh, programs to give everyone vaccines uh, for polio. Now we have 7 billion people in on earth, I think little more than that, uh, but uh, they all need vaccines. Uh, so you can imagine how many vaccines you would need. Uh, first of all, you would probably guess it as 7 billion, but, uh, but most vaccines would need two shots. So you one shot is not enough. So you have to take a shot. Uh, when I say shot, not a not a bullet shot, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but a vaccine shot. Um, you take one shot, and then you probably have to go back after either a 14-day period or one-month period to get a booster shot. So together they basically work. Uh, so when vaccine, when Pfizer says or some other company says efficacy. It depends on whether it's a one shot or two shots uh, of vaccine. So, so this number seven billion in your mind suddenly doubles, right? Fourteen billion, if it's uh, two vaccines. Uh, now, so we know that there is thirty percent of the vaccines go to spoil, uh, go get spoiled in the supply chain. So that is a pretty high number, uh, but that is the reality. Uh, so, so if 30% of the vaccines are getting spoiled, we would probably need somewhere around 19 billion doses of vaccine uh, that needs to be distributed. So to cover the losses as well. So, so you're quickly the numbers add up and you're looking at a very expensive uh, distribution challenge and 19 billion, I mean, can you imagine a product which was distributed in such high volumes uh, ever? I mean, so far in the human race, we have never done it. Uh, so we don't, so there's, there's going to be a lot of challenges here. Uh, there has never been a product which has been distributed in such a large scale. Uh, not, uh, not food, not clothing, not, not even the basic ones. Uh, they're all uh, uh, decentralized that you can put, you can get anywhere, any, any farmer can produce. Uh, but this, these are vaccines which have to be procured by highly specialized um, manufacturing units and have to be, uh, so you can't just get a vaccine, uh, order it on Amazon and get it and give it to you yourself, right? So you need someone, a healthcare worker delivering that vaccine to you. Now, we probably don't have enough nurses to uh, give these vaccines to everyone. So that's another challenge. We don't, we will probably, we probably don't have enough uh, syringes uh, for higher, like imagine uh, 7 billion people. So two, two shots, you need 14 billion syringes, uh, disposable syringes. I don't think uh, we have uh, that, that much volume <laughs> anywhere in the world right now. So there's not just vaccines, there's a lot of challenges in the world. Uh, around the vaccine distribution. So if we are just thinking that, hey, what well, the vaccine is out, we are going to get them next month or uh, early next year. So that's uh, very far from reality. Um, and uh, there's also a lot of challenges around temperature as well, because 
uh, our regular cold chain warehouses and transportation operate in 2 to 8 degrees centigrade so that is the cold chain logistics that uh, we have but the, some of the new vaccines which have been in the news are, are should be stored at a very low temperature minus 20 minus 70 so india will not get these vaccines because we don't have the infrastructure to maintain something at minus 20 or minus 70 degrees centigrade so again a big problem coming coming back to tech right so where you all all your innovative uh, minds can uh, see this uh, challenge is that okay like so there's so many challenges uh, if you have enough data around uh, giving you information about what's happening with the vaccine where they are how many people are in a society how many have received vaccines when should uh, you ship the new set of vaccines so you can already imagine in your mind the the advantages that you get from data right so this uh, so the more data that you have the better job that you can do at uh, uh, immunizing all these people so so the challenges here is uh, so i mean this has there's multiple systems today so there's uh, some manufacturers use some sort of uh, system then there's a different system at a manufacturing level at a distributor level there's different systems last mile there's a different system so you have this bunch of different systems which don't talk to each other so even if you have if you are collecting data you are not sharing that data with anyone else so so automatically i can i can imagine some of you already imagining the use case here for blockchain right so blockchain can kind of creates this uh, middleware layer where it combines uh, uh, information from various of uh, these systems uh, to create a more distributed decentralized system so where uh, you have you're solving some of these challenges uh, so and the manufacturers so there's three uh, stakeholders in the vaccine supply chain manufacturers distributors and the program teams so they all have problems for manufacturers as soon as the product leaves their plant they have uh, no eyes on where the product is what condition it is in uh, when should I get a recall? When should I? Where are the products getting distributed? So they have absolutely no information. Distributors, for them, ensuring the product is in good quality is very important. Now they they need real time data to do that. So that's where the IoTPs and even the real time data records on blockchain will come into picture. So and they have a very complex network. So it's they work with. It's not just one distributor. There's a bunch of different distributors uh, where the product changes hands. So that's a problem. And in the last mile, uh, the program teams where the where it's getting getting delivered to a person. So these guys don't have. Uh, so I'm, I'm saying child here because that's what uh, uh, these vaccines are used for other other than COVID-19. But uh, so these. Uh, these have, these people need data to make sure that the vaccine is safe, right? So someone asked the question about, hey, how do you ensure that the vaccine is uh, safe if there is a regulator in place or if is someone going to check whether the vaccine is safe? So so it's at this time, they, so they, they do checks at every time, but uh, at this point, uh, they will do a final check of whether the vaccine is safe or not, whether it expired, whether it's stored in good temperature. And if they don't have the data to examine that, so they would 
be able to make a good decision whether the product is good or bad. Um, so, so yeah, as I said, that's where we developed uh, this solution called Vaccine Ledger. Um, so it took a long time, <laughs> to be really honest, to develop this product. Uh, it took us uh, more than a couple of years uh, working with various program teams. Uh, we still are uh, in the process of uh, making a lot of iterations, adding a lot of new modules. Uh, but uh, this year, uh, because of uh, so we are we are in three countries right now, but uh, we're expecting to increase to 21, 25 countries uh, next year. So we, 25 countries will be running our pro uh, product to uh, track the vaccines and uh, and uh, we basically uh, uh, tracking right from the manufacturer all the way to the distributor. So you can see this. Uh, uh, where our product is used, we have a both web app and a mobile app, which work with each other, capture the entire supply chain, all the way from the manufacturers to um, UNICEF and UNICEF from country office to regional office. And that's also, it captures data at every point in the supply chain, uh, making sure that uh, the, the product is uh, both good quality and safe. I can spend more time here, uh, but uh, this is uh, this is what we're doing. We're also um, we also collect data at different points in the supply chain, as you can see. At uh, uh, yeah, this is a better picture. So this basically from the manufacturer it goes to like an airport, and then from there it goes to another airport, then the warehouse, and this process keeps repeating, right? From that country warehouse, it goes to a regional warehouse from regional warehouse to hospital and hospital to a patient so we capture data at every point in the supply chain we use something called digital ids uh, for vaccines uh, these are like how you define asset in hyperledger right so we did uh, we on our platform we basically uh, each each vaccine gets is defined as an asset uh, has its own unique id and so that way you can track the product uh, at doing uh, so um, I think just about an hour, uh, I think, uh, so I would uh, like to wrap up here uh, by saying that okay, we, we need some of your, the bright minds here in the, in the group. Uh, so we are uh, growing very quickly uh, this year, especially because of COVID-19. Uh, so so if, you, if, if I was talking about vaccines, uh, maybe last year, so only if you have a child or if uh, some of your relatives have child, you would probably have cared about vaccines uh, because uh, vaccines is not a not a common pro product a household name right but because of covid 19 it has become a household name uh, everyone is waiting for vaccines uh, rightly so so that kind of kicked us uh, i mean accelerated our growth quite rapidly so we are growing our team as well uh, right now so we are hiring uh, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, six people. Yes. Uh, so we're hiring six people right now. Uh, if some of you are interested to join us, uh, uh, so we would be very happy to get you on board. Um, you, even if you want to join part-time and very talented one, but only can come in part-time, uh, we would be happy to get you on board. So do reach out to me uh, if uh, there is interest. Uh, we, need, uh, we need good talent basically help us grow uh, this year especially now we are in the right place at the right time so um, um, 
I think uh, uh, right people can help us uh, make this uh, very big startup. Hopefully, a unicorn <laughs> from Hyderabad. Uh, we're still rooting for Hyderabad, and uh, so uh, so yeah. Uh, thanks so much, guys. Uh, it's uh, uh, it's been wonderful uh, presenting this. I would now take any questions. Uh, I'll stop here. If you if you want to steer this direction in a particular direction, I would be happy to do so. Yeah, uh, thank you so much, Sid. Uh, I think uh, some people have already asked questions. If you can actually okay. go through them, because Let some of them are also then... technical questions. Okay, so 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 I will start with uh, Abhinav Gupta. The first question uh, was about regulatory body and uh, tested upon delivery. So I think I kind of answered. So each country has a its own regulatory body up now so uh, so they kind of uh, regulate the uh, manufacturing process and distribution process um, one thing which is not regulated is the api manufacturing so the thing that happens in china mostly today uh, so that doesn't come under regulations uh, today so so that's uh, unregulated uh, why would they pay more unless those vaccines are ensured for superior quality somehow? Yeah, it's basically a demand, uh, uh, Abhinav. So Abhinav's question is, I don't know if others can see questions. Uh, can they? Uh, what I'll also do is probably I'll try to unmute Abhinav so, so that uh, he can ask uh, specifically what he would want to know. Can we do that? Uh, I think, should I, I mean, should I okay with that? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, okay, let me just have been unmute have been now. Hey, hi, Abhinav. Okay, hey, hi, Abhinav. Uh, am I audible? Yeah, yeah, you are audible now. Yeah. So I was asking about, uh, you told me like some rich countries, uh, they procure their vaccines uh, through uh, manufacturers in Europe. But it, uh, so why why do they, why are they willing to pay more unless those vaccines are being ensured of superior quality somehow? Yeah, so uh, there's a lot of things, uh, up, you know, it's uh, basically, uh, it accounts to a lot of different costs and also the way, um, uh, the volumes. So, so let me give a very simple answer. It's usually not that simple, but it at least gives you a good, good picture, right? So, um, compare India with UK. So, India has 1.3 billion people, right? Uh, UK has probably I don't know 40 million, 40 million, or uh, some something of that sort, right? So, you have this high volume. So, and then the, on, the, on the other hand, you have this low volume, right? Now, the amount of money you make uh, at a, even at a lower price in India is uh, probably going to be the same uh, as the amount of money that you make in UK selling at a higher price. So I'm just giving, I mean, I'm simplifying this by a lot. There's a lot, lot of other factors, but uh, this is uh, like the way it works. Uh, in, uh, and then the ability to pay is also different for let's say if in, in Africa if you price it at a very high price no one would buy it right but uh, you would still need to distribute these vaccines to uh, countries 
so this there's different factors uh, going into this so that's why there is a difference in pricing okay so so the, so the manufacturer set the price for different countries i mean that's why they have to yeah yeah manufacturer set the price uh, in for different countries in a different okay. uh, i have one more question and the manufacturers are also different uh, so the same manufacturer who sells to uh, lower income countries is not usually the same manufacturer who sells to high income countries so the the manufacturer also is different have you kept the architecture of uh, the vaccine ledger open source if it is is there a white yes. paper that i yes. can read yeah. yeah so we we are an open source project uh, mit license it's uh, uh, it's on gitlab uh, so um, i will share so you will find it under our company name so uh, so that will have all the documentation Sure. Yeah. So, th th would okay. that also cover the participating nodes in the blockchain infra? Yes, it does. Yes. If there is any uh, information that you need further, you can reach out to us uh, and uh, contact us at stackwork.com. Uh, hey, hi, Seth. So I un unmuted all the participants. So I would request uh, okay. whoever has okay. questions to uh, introduce themselves um, and then. Uh, you know, ask your questions hello yeah hey. hi kiran uh, uh, so i just want to uh, one question i'm i'm audible right sorry yeah yeah hi manoj you are audible uh, would you like to introduce yourself first uh, before you ask your question sure sure uh, yeah i'm manoj and i'm working as a uh, blockchain lead come accredited in one of the startup in hyderabad so uh, so i have a question like uh, sid this tracking and everything which you have given for the vaccine ledger which you, your company is working on is till the vaccine coming and a patient or a individual being vaccinated am i right yes so is there any use case being built up like after getting vaccinated how do i know a person got vaccinated yeah we we are uh, so we have another app um, which was designed mostly for children uh, so which would uh, basically track the vaccine status of a uh, child um, okay so there is just yeah there we're working with couple of governments on similar uh, application for covid 19 okay so i'll just put a background like uh, right now in covid 19 case in our in our society Uh, some people say that uh, they have co uh, they got tested and uh, they got uh, negative in covid okay it might be uh, yeah. due to mutual understanding we we might accept them but some random person coming in we can't accept his uh, covid result without without seeing a proof right so for that yeah, that is the base of my question i am just putting yeah, yeah so there's a, let me give some uh, uh, more uh, more information on that right so what happens after vaccinate vaccination So let's say government runs this uh, vaccine program. So um, what happens after that? So most likely everyone is going to get an app on their mobile phone, which would uh, track the status of the uh, person's vaccination, whether he has received he or she has received vaccine or not. So that is going to be uh, how this will be rolled out. and uh, so that will be used for tracking hey, whether if this person has received vaccination or not kind of like arogya setu right now um, arogya setu doesn't say does it say 
like does it track your whether you had covid or not i don't know i don't I, whenever i try to log in it asks me for an otp and says you are safe that's the only thing uh, someone <laughs> records it on your behalf on arogya setu someone from the government oh, okay. someone someone does it right so yeah. i think it's going to be the same uh, with uh, uh, with the vaccination as well manoj so it's going to be uh, someone will record uh, at the time of uh, you receiving your vaccine that hey you received a vaccine and uh, that will be your record of uh, vaccination Okay. Okay, okay sir. Uh, Thank you for it. Yeah. Uh, hi, hi, Hansik Kiran here. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Hi, sir. Kiran here. Kiran Pochuraju. Yeah. Hey, Kiran. Hey, Kiran. Yeah. Uh, I would like to uh, like uh, yeah. I my myself. I am a uh, ICB consultant uh, working for Tech Mahindra. And, uh, I like uh, did my uh, blockchain from NPTEL also. I had a certification from on that. just just want to understand like uh, you you we discussed about the post uh, vaccination right do we have any tracking of like uh, how it is working and uh, how many ha- how many uh, has taken the vaccine and uh, what are the like uh, effects of uh, effects of the vaccine for uh, after yeah of years couple of years i mean to say yeah. uh, six years or so yeah. like is that tracking is there like uh, or uh, yeah. we need to design on that hey kiran so yeah we are big partners uh, with uh, tech mahindra uh, so we've been working with uh, rajesh tutu and the, the rest of the team uh, okay with, uh, tech mahindra quite active so uh, going back to your question right there's two answers one <laughs> from a government of india perspective what they are going to do is uh, uh, still to be seen so i can't talk from that perspective Uh, what i can talk from as a solution provider and uh, a technology uh, provider perspective so there is yes definitely need because these vaccines are getting manufactured so quickly this uh, yes. uh, usually takes a long time to get a vaccine out uh, right. into the market but this right. this is at an accelerated speed so there might mm-hmm. be side effects it might work for few people it might not work yes, for few yes. people yeah so Uh, one vaccine might work better than other vaccine so you might have to find uh, who got the bad vaccine and you have to probably go yep. back to them and give a good vaccine to them so there's a lot of use cases there um, where you, there is a need to uh, record which vaccine went to which person at what yes. time yes so if you capture that detail uh, so there is a, uh, basically a lot of uh, Uh, that uh, solutions uh, that you can bring here for these uh, different use cases yeah that's that's fine up till now it is fine but uh, what i'm saying is you are saying uh, there is an app like we have an app for this who 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 are got the vaccination and is there a feasibility of uh, like uh, the person who has taken the uh, vaccine uh, like yeah. if he feels discomfort or so uh, any any of the person can record their this discomfortness in that app yeah now uh, are, are you asking about our app our app no, doesn't no, no. have that i think uh, let me yeah. uh, summarize uh, the questions what he is asking is uh, so let's say you are consuming a vaccine right so is there any way or are you offering any service to or give some feedback about the vaccine or try right. your own progress uh, yeah, whether yeah, yeah. you are yeah, able yeah. to okay. are you feeling any so effects or yeah 
as a develop as a technology <laughs> so as a startup guy i would be very excited to offer something in that space but i would also be cautious because of regulations so as soon as you are hitting patient information so if a patient is sharing hey i have this problem that problem i took this vaccine uh, so that is the uh, patient data so that becomes a medical history of the product and it comes under very strict uh, regulations uh, yeah that yeah. that is anyhow uh, will uh, we, we have to follow hipaa rules i guess right yeah yeah so that's why we have not uh, developed any of those features unless uh, uh, a government comes and says hey, we will support you on the regulatory side uh, we we have not moved into that direction so our focus not is just uh, on the supply chain sir yeah sorry uh, not just it's not just about hipaa i think uh, uh, kiran it is also about uh, individual uh, countries jurisdiction as well so okay. the way you store the patient data also matters uh, what kind of data you are storing matters and how okay. you are sharing it with your partners matters so once you are very clear with these three steps only then uh, you will be able to start a product like this and that is yeah. going to create a very high entry barrier to enter okay yeah, and it's very expensive as well so these regulations so, so the the time you get licenses and uh, proper certifications to handle patient information Uh, mm-hmm. so you would need lot of funding from a startup perspective so if you are a startup you would be raising at least a uh, million 2 million dollars to uh, develop this application so it's not going to be that easy okay yeah but that not uh, that easy but uh, that is also one point need to be like taken care it's an utmost taken care like if you buy a product for a laptop example laptop if it is fails or uh, got a issue with the laptop and if there is no service center then uh, it's 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 no it's of no use taking that uh, laptop no, no absolutely you are right i agree with your uh, requirement so that's uh, that should be there but it's uh, mostly going to come through the government not a, not a private sector uh, also uh, i think uh, what kiran is saying is already taken care by the drug manufacturer so when you are actually conducting these clinical trials you are mm-hmm. supposed to monitor patients 24 by 7 record their symptoms and then share a study to the fda or uh, any other medical regulator and they will do an independent audit through a third party to ensure that your findings are in sync with the actual real world scenario and only after that they will give you an approval uh, to actually go ahead and continue the usage of vaccines this process is probably not followed only when emergency uh, when it when the company is authorized for emergency usage which is what is happening with the covid vaccines right now okay uh hi this is abhinav abhinav hello hello sir am i audible yeah yeah you are yes yeah so uh, can you uh, like uh tell us uh, m- more about like is uh, blockchain uh, uh, do, do you think is it a practical solution to solve this problem uh, versus uh, why, why not we can have uh, a third party uh, which is uh, like monitoring all this data and and is responsible uh, for its correctness uh, uh, and also like is it cost efficient or and is, is the industry uh, willing to uh, move forward with blockchain based solutions i mean is the timing right or like is this blockchain like still uh, a fancy and a very futuristic solution 
Uh, okay, so uh, I missed the first part of the question. I can answer the second one. Can you repeat the first part of the question after uh, this answer? Okay. So in terms of industry readiness, uh, the industries which are highly regulated, pharmaceutical industry, uh, aerospace industry, so they are ready to deploy blockchain-based solutions. And the other industries, uh, for them, it's still uh, uh, very far away. So, so it depends on uh, which industry you are in. Uh, because of regulations, uh, some some industries are uh, moving ahead uh, quicker than uh, other industries. Also, banking, right? Banking is also regulated, and, uh, but there like more direct use cases around financial uh, payments and international payments. So, so those are regulated industries uh, uh, will be the first one to adopt, and then non-regulated industries will slowly will have to see. Uh, what was the first part of the question? So uh, basically, uh, uh, I was uh, reading a white paper on MedChain. Uh, so basically, uh, you, you're trying to democratize the process of verifying uh, the logistics of uh, vaccine delivery, uh, I guess. Uh, so why not uh, you, you expose your APIs and uh, become a, a third party who collects data across all the partners in the supply chain and you, you become the... Uh, authority to do make, make sure uh, that that, that uh, i mean you become the you, you instead of democratizing it using the blockchain node uh, uh, yeah. you become some third party which will uh, process all this data and will ensure uh, the correctness that's it yeah there's different models uh, uh, thanks for that question so there's different models that uh, and different directions we could take uh, we have not ruled out anything as of now. Uh, as I said, there's no other uh, player in the vaccine space uh, like uh, it, it, who is actually working with UNICEF and Gavi like we are doing right now. So, so this space is uh, like uh, there are very few players involved. And uh, so it's very hard to have this community effect uh, where you just create a uh, API layer and leave it for someone to develop it. So that's why we had to go ahead and develop a lot of applications ourselves. Uh, so, so, but hopefully, yeah, I mean, Hello? in the future, there will be more, especially now because of, hello? Yeah. Said we lost you in between for like a few moments. Now we can hear oh, you. Okay. 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 Uh, probably my internet. Uh, so what I was saying is, uh, I mean, we don't have we don't have a fixed model in terms of how we are going. So since there are very few players in the vaccine supply chain space, uh, so we had to develop our own applications and mature this market. So if there are no more uh, more companies entering this space, then uh, we, I mean, that model can be successful where we just expose APIs and they, um, these companies start developing applications on top of Okay, also, is there some benefit in terms of regulation? Like if, if uh, we integrate blockchain yeah. in, in the supply chain uh, for, for these companies, uh, uh, can it also work as uh, some proof of concept uh, for them to reduce their reg regulatory work? Does, does India yes, yes absolutely. So regulation regulation basically relies on auditing. Uh, so they basically need transparency in the in the supply chain. Uh, 
and they need auditable records of uh, uh, of all the transactions that are happening so that's why blockchain is a good fit for them because it provides both immutable records of uh, these transactions and it also um, uh, that kind of en enables transparency in the whole supply chain so for them for regulators it's a good system because uh, now they their uh, uh, i mean it can help them in a uh, it can make their life easy or easier <laughs> so like wouldn't you uh, uh, have to be like government approved uh, to uh, replace no government never approves a solution uh, so it never says okay this is our uh, yeah so it, it can recommend something so when you say government i am assuming you are saying regulator uh, so regulator never yeah. uh, says okay use this vendor for Uh, everything so they might suggest uh, that a hey, blockchain technology is good technology uh, which usfda does so usfda also granted pilots last year for uh, work on the technology um, so to that extent they can do but they can't go and say hey ye hamara bachcha hai kaam kar raha hai isse so <laughs> that, that will be against uh, their fundamental uh, Uh, principle uh, so they can't recommend a solution or have a contract with one particular vendor and uh, um, so they their their uh, their hands are tied in that sense yeah, got it thanks yeah uh yeah kiran you raised your hand hello kiran am i audible yeah yeah you're audible okay uh, like uh, I, i like in a conversation i understand that uh, uh, we have a competitors in the market or like uh, no who uh, is that in the broader life life sciences market uh, uh, so to take blockchain for supply chain or blockchain for pharmaceutical supply chain there are uh, plenty of players Uh, mm -hmm. one good reference is uh, medileger project in the us uh, which is quite popular uh, very mature uh, it has done pilots with uh, a bunch of different uh, pharmaceutical companies but still early stage uh, i mean most of them are in the pilot stage so one of the most difficult things with blockchain uh, use cases is very hard to implement especially in large in the industry setup right so how do you bring these multi billion dollar companies together to implement your solution uh, so which is a very difficult problem uh, so so there are still in uh, i think uh, pilot stages i don't see large full scale deployments uh, okay. anywhere yeah okay like uh, uh, one more question like how like how is how it is designed in our use case like sap is used uh, in this uh, like in this design that you have uh, disc we have discussed how how what yeah what so mostly api integrations uh, with sap and other uh, uh, supply chain solutions so that's how we uh, capture data and uh, record them at a different points so 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 it feeds into our transactional data so each transactional data so Uh, we can also capture data from sap or an iot sensor and feed that into that particular transaction so we 
kind of makes that uh, whole transaction much more richer uh, from that perspective. Yeah, the data is coming from cloud or from SAP cloud or? Uh, SAP or, cloud, yeah, usually cloud, yeah. Means you mean SAP HANA cloud or like uh, non SAP HANA cloud? Mostly uh, HANA integrations right now, uh, uh, but we are also looking at other integrations. Uh, AWS. Uh, yeah. So we are right now supported both on both the AWS and Azure. Uh, for uh, different integrations, we have different. Uh, so we create plugins. So where our plugin sits on their on the platform uh, can uh, pull data from the uh, from the third party and feed it into the system or vice versa from our, tran our transactional data can go into SAP as well. Okay, and it it is the IoT or IoTA is used in this uh, technology like in, in this case because uh, when I, so the primary use case of IoT uh, let me. Uh, uh, like put this. Uh, let me give some perspective on that. If anyone is interested. Um, no, no. So, my, sorry. My question is like I just want to know whether it is IoT or IoTa. IoTa. Oh, I, IoTa. No, no, no. We're not using IoTa. Yeah. Okay. And there was so we looked at it in early stages when back in 2017. Uh, so that's when IoTa became very famous. Uh, uh, so we also met the co-founder uh, in Germany. Uh, so, but uh, we didn't. I mean, uh, so it was a very good idea, but uh, um, I, I mean, like we didn't. I, I don't know. It didn't go into that direction. Yeah. I see. Okay. So. Can we contact through mail only or uh, any contact number? I'm on the group, uh, Hyperledger group. Uh, so on, uh, I think uh, Kash, uh, the admins added me to the group. So I'm available there. Uh, means you're in, in SAP? Uh, group. Hyperledger, Hyderabad, WhatsApp. Group. Okay, in our, okay, in this yeah. group, okay. Fine. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Seek to check out right? Okay. So I think uh, uh, if anyone else has questions, let me just check. Uh, guys, there's time for one last question. Uh, you mentioned something about IIT. I mean, you can still share it with us. Oh, okay. IoT, guys, as I said, right, uh, sensors are key in supply chain or any other industry. So now how you do use that data uh, is becoming uh, quite interesting. Um, so let's, it's probably would need a separate session on that, but uh, how, would, how I would summarize that is, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of scope for innovation in that space. Uh, so if some of you are going to work on that, uh, Please do one of the things that you have to ensure is the low cost, uh, low cost model uh, for supply chains. Uh, one thing to keep in mind is supply chains are very low cost uh, industries. So the margins in the supply chain industry are extremely low. So if you build a very expensive solution, no one would buy it. Uh, so that's the uh, that's the advice that I have for IoT devices. So there are solutions that they, that are that exist IoT based solutions, but they are very expensive right now. 
Yeah, you said uh, uh, you, you said uh, you'll show some IoT related stuff. No, I don't have any IoT related stuff to share. No. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You want to show something uh, IoT? Or you, I I stopped you in between. Oh no no! I was going to share. Uh, I mean, like yeah, but I I think it would need a like a separate session to discuss IoT. Okay. Uh, what exactly use uh, the exact use cases and stuff? So it's a it's a very broad area. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, okay. As a closing note, I have uh, one question, Sid. Yeah. So um, you know the opportunity for this kind of a solution is definitely massive, and it is also very relevant to the current point of time. right but what would be the biggest risk for your startup right now like as in what i mean is that you know what stopping a pharmaceutical company like novartis to you know enter into this space and build their own solution yeah the so, big, biggest risk is uh, already i mean uh, i mean dealing with governments right so uh, even if novartis as a private company they might be willing but uh, eventually this has to be deployed by a government so uh, so the risk is basically uh, so i mean working with uh, governments has always been a big risk <laughs> so let it put me that way so startups you don't see a lot of startups working with governments because it's very difficult and uh, as a customer um, so some governments are innovative but not all governments are innovative uh, so, the, the, so that is the biggest risk uh, in this world Um, yeah, sir. I yeah, sir. I I I I do have a question. Before the starting of the session, when I was promoting this, I got a question from one of the investor. I think you already know. He is also from T Hub. Uh, Vikrant Varshne, uh, co-founder okay. and uh, managing partner, Succeed Venture. So he texted me on uh, Facebook. He asked like the. i would like to know what this company or this platform is doing from the lens of an investor so you already talked about investors so he already have texted me like uh, he want to see this platform he want to understand this pl platform from a lens of an investor that's what he exactly texted me so what should i reply okay <laughs> yeah i can set, probably set up it also from uh, i think you must be knowing vikrant sir is a vikrant sir is a advisor to tiger okay yeah um i think i heard the name somewhere and probably i have seen him in tiger uh, but i don't think i personally met him uh, before so uh, yeah but be happy to meet him if you can make the connection yeah so so uh, what what is your uh, is like a uh, uh, point when it comes to some investor what do you what do you showcase what do you it's so to basically investors are interested in uh, multiplying their uh, investments so um, the potential uh, of making how this uh, startup would scale uh, is what would be interested to an investor so if you can show a path a clear path of how you can make 20x 30x or make a 100 million dollar company in the next 5 years so that would be interesting for an investor so 
So that uh, is where we are right now. I think uh, we are uh, with COVID-19. I think we are expecting to track nearly five to seven billion uh, doses of vaccine on our platform uh, next year. So, um, so, so yeah, I think uh, we'll be excited to meet uh, any investor. Uh, we already recently raised a uh, fund, fund, and we'll be raising more investments next year. Okay. Awesome. So, that is great news. And and I am and also uh, I, yeah I, I also belong from a technical background. So uh, yeah, somebody Srinivas have asked this question, and many people were asking about the infrastructure of blockchain. And Srinivas have asked like, what is a tech stack? So being developer and uh, most of us are like from tech background are interested in this thing. Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, as I said, our project is uh, completely open source. You can find all the details uh, on the GitLab repository. So uh, uh, we, I mean, we use and uh, most of our coding is done in Node.js. Uh, uh, we use React framework, uh, kind of like uh, so. So I mean, it's, it's a very simple stack, microservices based architecture. So you can uh, get more details on our. Uh, Another yeah, okay. It's okay. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, thanks guys. Uh, thanks everyone. This is uh, this was fun. Uh, thanks for inviting me and uh, so the last uh, question. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Do we have meetups? Do we have what? Meetups anywhere? Oh, like uh, from a startup perspective? Uh, uh, like uh, we, we, we used to have a meetups for IOTA. So, uh, like, uh, oh, okay, okay. No, 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 no. I mean, we are not that big. <laughs> so, okay. so IOTA is a multi-billion dollar and a million dollar and they, they had an no. ICO. Uh, so all the startups. No, no, no. Like, uh, no, no. We have what I'm going to say is like, yeah. uh, like along with the Dharmain and uh, our group, like, we we have we used to discuss on the iota stuff and we meet one at one point and discuss on the things actually that kind of meter so no okay no no we right now we don't have uh, uh, basically resources to do any any of the external marketing stuff um, but we would want to do that in some time in the future uh, so we are uh, as you can see on this screen, right? So we need urgent. <laughs> we are urgently recruiting yeah. people. So yeah, I think uh, I think uh, what Kiran mean is like I think uh, you 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 are talking about uh, the physical meetup which decent. Yes. Yes, yes. So yeah, this also is a uh, parallelly we are we are doing one more one more. This is this is a separate uh, group we have called Hyperledger Hyderabad. We also yeah. used to meet uh, just like decent uh, team. So due to COVID, I think we are just doing it virtually. So okay. Ah, oh, okay, I get it now. So I thought you you wanted us to organize meetups, uh, as a, as a company. Uh, sorry about that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Hey, thanks, guys. Uh, I'm heading out, but uh, it was fun. Uh, and thanks everyone for your time. And uh, have a good weekend. Thanks a lot, uh, Sid, for joining us and you know, taking us through your journey. This is very informative and very insightful for us. Maybe uh, we can soon follow up with a 
second session where you take us through some of the technical details and you know share your uh, insights on how you put in some sort of design thinking to come up with this framework and maybe sure. we can even organize a workshop in the future if that works for you yeah let's do that uh, let's let's plan for that okay okay right. cool thank you so much everyone thanks thanks bye yep please share the webinar link recorded link yeah yeah recorded uh, link will once... be yeah recorded link will be available on our youtube channel soon uh, maybe in two, one or two days if you guys want to join the meetup group or the whatsapp group uh, please drop your uh, phone number in the chat we will okay. add you to the whatsapp channel so that you you'll be connected to uh, the other members of the community okay fine You you mean chat for the session? Yes, yes. Uh, I'm making a note of the numbers. Uh, just a second. Please join our uh, meetup.com link. I have already shared. Yeah, our all meetups will be listed there. Yeah. Okay, sir. <laughs> It's showing uh, we could not process at this time. Which one? The meetup group. Join uh, join this group. We showing we could not process uh, at this time. Which uh, link are you referring to? The link that we shared now. We could not process your request at this time. Please try later. The meetup link. Yeah, meetup.com/cyberlayer as well. Yes, yes, yes. That's weird. Atika, can you check once? Uh, okay. Yeah. I've opened it my incognito. There is a join this group button. Maybe meetup.com is down. Okay. Yeah, so this is an actually uh, official Hyperledger uh, uh, group. Okay. That's working for me. Maybe temporary. Yeah, it's working. Fine. It is asking for sign up. Sign up with uh, Facebook or Google, and we are good to go. When I click on this, join this group, uh, hmm. it is showing that message. Are you logged in? Logged in through? Are you logged in and meet up? Yeah, like yeah, I I had like uh, through. Uh, just let me log in and try. Yeah. yeah, you have to log in. You have to be logged in in uh, Meetup. 
Okay, fine. I'll check and I'll check if anything is there. I'll ping. Yeah, yeah. You can directly message us on Meetup as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kartike, did you get a chance to take the numbers? Yeah, I am noting down the numbers. I'll, I'll add all, all of them to the WhatsApp group. Yeah. Anyway, I think this chat will be also saved locally to our system uh, once the call is done. Oh, that's why I'm not sure about the chat. Everything else gets saved. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just noting it down. It's okay. Okay, cool. Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks a lot, everyone. Thank you. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Kartika, did you once you note? Uh, should I end this session? No, no, I'll, I'll end it. You can just uh, carry on. You, you can take rest. Yeah, now I'm okay. able to log in. Yeah, I'm. I joined in the group. Yeah. Meetup group. Thank you, Sid. Thanks uh, for the session. Nice, informative. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, thank you everyone. I'm just closing this. Thanks.